0: Following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby. Are you ready for a break? Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah. And um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We
1: were on the break
0: with Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton.
1: Hello, guys. Welcome back to The Break. It's been a while since... I don't know the song. But...
2: <laughs> We're singing today. I didn't know that was happening.
1: You know what song that is?
2: No. I have no idea.
1: It's been a while since... That's it. That's Maybe
2: right. if I heard the real song, Everybody I might song. Stained.
1: stained. What? Stained.
2: Stained? Who's that?
1: That's a very popular song, but uh-huh. I just know that. That's the name of the
2: song bit. or the name of the band? The band? Stained. Stained. The song's... Uh, I got you.
3: It's been a while. Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah and it starts off... I'm lost. It's been a while. Do
3: you know? I know the song. I oh, didn't okay. know the so band, but then again, I mean, <laughs> nobody is going to be Kent in the Battle of, of No. We've absolutely. done that, and no, nor should
2: they. Like he is a professional. Broadus is
3: pretty good at that too.
2: Is he? Yeah, but only for band. certain. I would assume that's only for certain time periods.
3: I don't know. He knows J Cole <laughs> uh, or something now.
2: Well, that's not by choice. <laughs> Not my choice. All
1: right. Well, we have a lot of things to talk about. I know you guys had an emergency podcast last week.
2: Mm-hmm. Emergency.
1: Yeah. Very, very unexpected. Um, although you guys talked about Jason Witten, I'll be honest, I didn't really listen to the podcast, but we're going to still hit on bad some teammate. subject.
2: She's the definition of a I had a lot going
1: on. I had to write articles. A lot of and people stuff.
2: did. A A lot lot of people people did. Yeah, they did. They did. did.
1: So, sorry (laughs) if we repeat some of the things y'all already hit, but oh well. Let's just start off, obviously, Jason winning return, very unexpected. I don't think anyone really knew that this was actually happening, so it took us all by surprise. Now, what does this exactly mean for the Cowboys as far as, you know, the the change in the position. It was a position of discussion, a necessity during this off season and for the draft. Now how does this turn things around? People are starting to question would he be a progress stopper once again?
3: Um I, I think it changes the urgency of the position of, of and I think, you know, there they'll there's people here that disagree with that, um, that you know, you still got to go and, and maybe draft one. I don't agree with that. I don't think you have to draft a tight end. Um, if you do, that's fine. I don't. But let's see what happens with Swaim. I think that they like him. They may want to try to bring him back. But I don't think that you have to go reach for one. Here's a tight end. He's slipping. We got to move up 10 spots to get him. If one falls in your lap, don't turn your nose to it. But you have young tight ends that you like. You have the greatest tight end to ever play it. Also on the team, I don't think you're forced to go get a tight end.
2: The only thing I think this does, in my opinion, and this is not speaking for the team, in my opinion the only thing this does is it gives you another year to develop your young talent. So I don't look at this – I think of this as the Cowboys went out and got a veteran tight end to add to their mix. Throw the name out of the window, not Jason Witten. Don't think of it like that. They went out and got a veteran tight end to add to the mix. And to me, if you go out and get a veteran tight end who's 37 years old, to be able to add to the mix on a one-year deal, that means tight end is still an important part for you to be considering how you're going to do it moving forward. They may look at it and say, we think with another year of development, particularly with development and Jason Witten being in the room, Schultz and Schwartz, Schultz, I can't, Schultz. Schultz, Schwartz whatever. I, I keep getting that mixed. Anyway. Um him and, and Blake Jarwin, you give them another year of development with someone with the experience of Jason Witten in that room with them, they actually may end up being good enough for you to be able to play with for next year, year after that, year after that, year after that, right? Um, and so if that's the way they view it, then that works. I don't think – and this is where I differ with you a little bit, Nick. If I were going into the draft this year thinking I need to draft somebody because what I saw from those two guys last year – Suggest to me that they will never be anything more than a number two, then I still look at it this year in the draft, I need to get myself a replacement. And that's going to give me a year of that young guy developing because Jason's going to be here for him to be the man by next year. right? So I I don't think if I'm the Cowboys, I don't let this change my opinion on what I do for the future of the tight end position at all. If I was going to draft somebody, I'm still going to make it a priority to draft somebody. If I was going to let these two guys develop – I'm still going to let these two guys develop. I just think Jason gives you a little bit of a little bit of extra to go into the season knowing you got some experience there.
1: Now, when you look at a guy like Sean Lee and his history of injury and having to be off to the side and kind of coaching the whole group and being in good spirits, now you look at a guy like Jason Witten who was a guy that never got off the field and was very possessive right. about his place on the field and his position – Do you think that this would be a year where he would be okay with giving those reps to the younger guys, given that clearly he's not going to be here for a long time as far as playing on the field? Now, as far as repetitions on the field, how much he plays, how much he gives room to those young guys to develop, how do you see this kind of playing out?
3: Well, he's going to it's it comes down to who's the best player and 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 I think that I think it's as simple as that I mean in his mind for years he was the best guy he was the best option um, I think he's understanding that that now it won't always be the case I don't you think, think
2: he's the best player on this tight end group
3: yeah, yeah you do yeah, I, I, I do, okay. and they think that. Everyone, I mean, yeah. who doesn't? No, I, I don't know. I Schultz, was just asking you opinion. When, maybe, when
2: or... you, said, when you <laughs> said that, it made me wonder, like, did you think that one of those other guys maybe is better than oh, no. he is at this point?
3: No, no, no. I, I just think that it it sounds good to say, you know what, Jason, you come in here, you're not going to be the way it was. You need to kind of split time. That sounds good. If he's still head and shoulders above the next best option, then he may not you know be mm-hmm. off the field that much. I have a feeling he won't be head and shoulders above the next tight end like he has been for so many years. Right, I don't think so. You, you think he might be better, but it's a slight. Yeah. I think I think there'll be there'll be room for for Schultz and Jarwin to to do some stuff, and that's why I just I continue to disagree on that on that tight end. I, you're not really letting those guys develop. I'm not saying don't draft a guy in the sixth or seventh round. You can draft one, but if you draft one in the third or fourth round, I mean, you're getting yeah. another Schultz. Maybe,
2: maybe, maybe you draft Schultz and you figured out after a year with him, you don't think he's going to, because here's the thing for Schultz, at least the way I viewed it, I think last year, uh, particularly as a blocker, I think he has a lot of room to grow. Mm-hmm. Now, part of that is he's going to have to get stronger. He's going to have to maybe get a little bigger this off season. And, and that's something you can do. We've seen guys make big jumps between their first and their second year when they're in the offseason program. So I think there's a possibility there. But if they've made the decision, I don't know that they have or have not, but if they've made the decision, we think after working with him for a year, we don't think he's the guy that's actually going to be our future there, you can go back to the well and you can get a third-round pick that may be your future there because it's not unheard of to think you can get a third-round tight end that ends up being Jason Witten.
3: I think right. they like them though. I, I do. I do think they like Jarwin and Schultz to the point where this is this is good for them. Not saying they will not draft a tight end, but I don't think that it'll be a, a need for them, right? To to get one if somebody is falling, and then you, you know you have to look at that. But you would look at that at any position,
2: yeah. Which again, I'm not saying that it that they necessarily have to. I'm saying if I were the Cowboys, whatever my plan was before, this decision doesn't change that because I this is still just a one year rental. I mean, right now, this is a one-year deal for Jason Witten. So whatever you do right now, what you don't want to do is you don't want to end up next year. Jason's now out. He's retired at that point, and you didn't do anything to prepare yourself. You know now. Like, he may have caught you by surprise a year ago when you decided he was going to go to the booth. Next year, it should be no yeah. surprise that Jason Witten right. won't be here. Right. So whatever you thought you needed to do in order to shore up your tight end position, you better still be doing that, preparing for next year, because next year you probably aren't going to have him.
3: Right. But but I do think that you, you like – if you think Schultz or Jarwin could maybe be a starter, which I think Jarwin has a chance to do that, then, then that's why it changes you my opinion on what I have to do. But that's no different than what free agency is. Free agency is shoring up some of your needs so you can go into the draft right. and take best players. Right, so that's the
2: point. Don't worry about the name Jason Witten. What they yeah. did is they it's got a tight veteran end. tight end. And that gives him some flexibility yeah. for you, a year. And right? you
1: were able to see, even with, when Swain went in, the things that he was able to start doing that you hadn't seen before. Uh, and, and even when he got out with the injury, these other guys, Blake and, and Dalton, were able to start getting to somewhere. It happened later in the year, so there wasn't enough time to see a real growth there, but there was still some growth that you were able to notice, and it, it is important, those reps on the field, and these guys do need it. Now, for a guy like hey, Jason, real,
2: real quick, I'm sorry, go ahead. Ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say real quick, I do not know if you are moving to another topic. No. Okay, then go ahead and finish your point.
1: I was done with that point. I was okay. going to ask another question about when.
2: Okay, well, real quick, I know that uh, Kent just said he has a actual clip of Jerry talking about this particular subject about the fact of whether they would uh, use a draft pick on a tight end. So why don't we listen to that real yeah. quick and just see what Jerry had to say about it.
0: You worry about Witten being a progress stopper for the young guys, and does that impact your decision on a tight end draft?
2: Not at all. We, um, um,
0: it won't do anything but uh, 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 accentuate uh, what the tight end, what Witten's position can do on our team. It will do that. Uh, it won't deter us in any way of using uh, our first pick for a tight end if we have the opportunity to. Uh, and I don't look as as a progress stopper. Uh, I think uh, when you uh, look at how hopefully we can spread the ball around, put enough stuff in during OTAs, put enough stuff in in training camp, call on them as we go through the season, I think that uh, Whitten will have his place. He certainly has got his place uh, in what we do
2: in our blocking and protection and uh, running. All
1: right.
2: So it sounds like it sounds
1: like it sounds good.
2: It sounds like they at least like they almost look at it similar to how I'm saying it from the standpoint that if they were going to find a tight end, if there was one that was available to them, they certainly wouldn't say, no, let's not worry about that. But maybe not a priority, like, oh my God, we got to do this. Right. But I don't know that there are a lot of yeah. those this year anyway. I mean, you can talk about safety, you can talk about defensive tackle. Outside of that, right. I don't know that you look at any position and say, we got to come yeah. out of this That's draft rude. with this player,
3: right? Yeah, I mean, there, there's not many positions like that. I, I would say running back needs to be one of them, though. I think it should be. I don't know if they believe that, though. Yeah. Maybe know? not. I mean, maybe it's addressed in free agency. Yeah. Um, but, but I do they think. You have Olawale. A Olawali is, well, he's a free agent, actually. Oh, are you? Uh, Yeah, that's true. He's a free agent, and he's one of the guys that the that they'll, you know, I think they're going to try to re-sign him, um, and, and from what I hear, maybe give him a little bit of an expanded role. I mean, I know that everyone that's listening needs to calm down from their cheering because I know they're real excited <laughs> about when I say Jamez Olawali could be you know, factor into the running back rotation.
2: But explain that to me, like from the standpoint of just how you see it um, and <laughs> and what, what, his, what his value is, how he performed last year. Give me and the other people out there listening a reason to believe that maybe there needs to be a, a – like he needs to be a guy that they would want to resign because it didn't seem like to me – they really used him that much, oh. and it certainly didn't seem like when he did have those opportunities that he really did a ton with it.
3: No, and I think what what, what they see is, first of all, he led the team in special in special teams tackle, so somebody has to do that. He did that. He's a big running back. I don't know exactly what is, I mean, I would say 230 or so, 225. He's one of the fastest players on the team. Not, not that many people knew that. Uh, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Like, Seriously, when you yep. say one of the fastest, like one of the I top 10, that. one of the top twenty, like are you see. talking like one of the top three? Six one two forty two. I think he runs in the, I think he runs in the four four range, four 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 five. He's wow. fast. He's super fast. Wow, that's, that's why he's leading the team. He's running down there, and he's big. He's a big guy. He's a built like a linebacker. I think now we all remember the Colts game where the ball went through. I mean, it looked like he dropped. I mean, that's he what I was eyes. thinking about. Yeah, yeah, he had like a couple passes thrown his way and he dropped it but i do think that he's a guy that they're looking at to to sort of return at the running back position maybe get a few more carries there there's not a lot of carries to go around i mean that i'm just saying he might be like their third guy it does sound like rod smith has played his last game with the cowboys so you know that's what free agencies you know happening right there he's not going to change you from drafting someone but i just think you know you actually mentioned him but he'll be a guy that you throw in there am i missing some plays Oh, no. Jameis, no, no, no—that's <laughs> the, <that's> the actual. <laughs> oh, different. here we go. <laughs> no. Yeah, we're watching the play oh. uh, of Jameis Olave. Oh. That ball, man, uh, he got uh, open. Close. I mean, he got open. So there's something. For Good
1: to a touchdown.
3: Yeah, and Dak, right. Dak takes the heat. You know, Dak's the quarterback. He yeah. gets shut out, and I'm pretty sure you killed him that day, didn't you, Dak? Yeah, he didn't play well. <laughs> they got shut out. I mean, I understand that that was know, a pass I'm for a touchdown, but honestly, saying. honestly, I don't think that was a good pass. I hate it. Was it. a good pass? Nick. No, it wasn't a good pass.
2: Any ball that hits the guy in his hands, especially in his hands where he doesn't no, really have
3: to, I'm not saying catchable. It was definitely catchable. I think my three year old maybe could have caught it. I'm, he could. I'm saying putting is money on it. I don't think it was a great pass. Did it not hit a cloud? I mean. It, That's not the I mean, pass.
2: But no, no, no. When you're talking about a guy that doesn't normally catch passes, you kind of need to throw it like that. Like You don't want to bullet it in there because right. he doesn't normally catch passes.
3: I'd I had to see. i have to see that whole play again. He just short-armed it. No, I know. But I mean, I'd have to see that whole whole play again where he threw it because he seemed like he could have thrown it a little bit in a better spot. I'm not saying the guy shouldn't have made the catch. I'm just saying for that pass, that wasn't you're a great pass. You're getting a
1: little too peaky. That, he, that, that yeah, a little too peaky. He could have caught that for sure. Yeah.
3: And he could have. Yeah, okay. I'm not saying he could have. He, I think it was a better pass. I bet Dak will come in here and tell you it was a better pass. Yes. I don't know Sorry. about that. I didn't mean to go down that tangent. Showing that. <laughs> 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 hey, All
2: right. okay.
1: Well, just to-
3: basically, Sorry, what we he's just, showing it did go down. A, it's the only Olawale clip I
1: have.
3: I'm, I'm fascinated with the fact that, that you can go and get it. Yeah, know, right. you didn't know that it it up. Queued up. Yeah. yeah, it definitely <laughs> queued wasn't up. queued up in our in our pre-production meeting camp. We did not talk about that. Did we?
1: <laughs> All right. Well, cool. going like back, it, to, going back to Jason Witten, just to close on that topic for now, for today's show. You know, he during his last year, we were already talking about him kind of slowing down in the way he was already playing. And you started noticing that obviously he's about to turn 37 in May, getting up there in age. But when you have a guy that retires and comes back, there's a difference there. And it usually doesn't go the way you want it to go, even though it was just one year. How much do you think this will affect the way he performs on the field?
2: I'll be very interested to see, because you're talking about a guy that already wasn't a fast guy, not necessarily a guy that's quick twitch. Maybe that means that there's not a huge difference because he never was really quick, right? Um, and he, he, he was crafty and maybe craftiness doesn't leave as quickly as a year, right? So maybe you don't see a huge difference. I'll be very interested to see it, though, because if you're doing anything athletic, you take a year off from that form of training, and there's going to be some difference. Like, you got to work your way back up to that. You don't just walk back in, and and all of a sudden everything is back. I do know he's a consummate worker. So if he's a consummate worker, then maybe this offseason he can regain a lot of whatever he had kind of gone whatever had gone down due to him due to inactivity or yeah. or not working out in a football kind of way.
1: You think he was working out last year?
2: I, I would mean, bet. This Probably. is just
1: pure I speculation. Maybe
2: not. Not even at the level as an NFL player.
1: But you know but how some of these guys that these retire
2: they still They still work out. They they still want to get still, that sweat. Like well, we all work out. Like not, it's just what you do, right?
3: Let's not forget too that like, you know, a lot of players, when they stop playing, we, we've said it a thousand times, they go one way or the other. They they look really small or they kind of balloon up. But um, he was on TV more than he ever was as a player. So obviously his appearance and stuff was important to him. Um, changed his hair and, and everything. So, you know, it, it was it was different. Now, Coleman, like you said, he's not the only player on this team. that Maybe he
1: just grew without having to have wear a helmet, you know? Yeah, wearing a helmet. That is, you, you can't hair leave that growth.
2: alone. You just had to go <laughs> back in on that. I thought we were just gonna just just comb over that yeah, part. But yeah. anyway, go
3: ahead. Um, when you're talking about being off for a year, coming back, and and you know, and what kind of shape are you going to be in? Do you get it? Does it all come back to you? Uh, there's two players on this team that are going to be looking at that, and both of them, their last game that they played was in the Pro Bowl. Travis Frederick, mm. Jason Witten. Mm-hmm. So. They're coming in. They're high level player. They still were at playing at a high level, but they've been out a year for different reasons, obviously. And it'll be interesting to see. But if they can get these guys to come back and play at that level or close, I mean, think about what, how different this team is from a year ago at this time. Yeah, or that's a year actually ago, a really great you know, point. Frederick and Witten and and even Amari mm-hmm. Cooper for a whole offseason and full year. You know, we'll see if they get anyone in free agency. But hold this, Frederick. Uh, he's probably twenty he eight. Twenty-eight. You know. Okay. So he's still relatively young. And the reason why I make that
2: distinction is because again, you and I know because we've approached both of those ages, we've already been at both of those ages. Twenty seven. There's a big difference between getting well, your body to bounce back from being inactive at the age of twenty-seven Archie. than it is at the age of thirty-seven. Yeah. There's, yeah. A, there's a difference. And so I'm interested to see as an older guy, can you get your body Back to doing the kinds of things like here's the thing. Like when you start talking about stuff like cutting, and this will probably resonate with a lot of our listeners out there, when you get to your upper 30s, early 40s, if you're used to playing basketball and you don't play basketball for a long time, and then you go out and play basketball, you have pains that you never knew there was something there to actually hurt because you're not used to the torque, you're not Mm -hmm. used to the cuts. You've had this did you, did
3: you hear? Did you hear this conversation today? No. Yeah, oh, that's funny that you said that. Somebody came by today and asked if we were playing basketball. Yeah, and, and next week because the conference USA tournament at you know at the Star and I, and we played last year and yeah. so I'm like yeah I'll, I'll try to get out there. I thought maybe you had heard that. No, I didn't. Find, yeah. But but
2: you've had that experience. I remember yeah. us talking about it. Like I did it with racquetball. First time I played racquetball when I hadn't played in a long time. It hurt and it hurt because again you're not used to the torque. And the older you get, the harder it is for your body to adjust to mm-hmm. cutting and, and bending and all that yeah. kind of stuff. That's the part I'm interested to see if Jason Whitten, if his body can handle that. Because what happens a lot of times, you end up injured right. because your body's not used to it. That's where I'll be interested to see. Not so much is he as slow as he always was or faster than he was or whatever. I think it's going to be more can his body handle the rigor of doing something he hasn't done for a year. Yeah.
1: All right, well, let's go ahead and take our first break. When we come back, we'll get into Demarcus Lawrence and David Irving a little bit and Randy Gregory. A lot of stuff going on here with the Cowboys.
0: Caboo, Texas is three days, six stages, over 100 artists, including including The Killers, Lionel Richie, Leonard Skinner, Miss Lauren Hill, Kid Rock, Alanis Morissette, Little Big Town, The Eight Vet Brothers, Counting Crows, Pitbull, Sting, Black Eyed Peas. And the list goes on. Don't miss Kaboo, Texas. Single-day and three-day passes are on sale now. Visit kaabootexas.com
2: to get your passes today.
1: If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and
2: still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract. Just...
0: Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV Now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVNow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, renews monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 and less canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel anytime. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. Do
2: you want the most interesting up-to-the-minute Dallas Cowboys news straight from the star in Frisco? How about exclusive and on command? That's right. News and nuggets you can't find anywhere else. With our exclusive Cowboys content on Alexa, you can have all the answers, secrets, stories, and more. What's Stephen Jones thinking during a game? What's Joe Looney's favorite pregame meal? We take your questions
4: to Cowboys players and coaches, and you can hear the answers directly back to you. Just say, Alexa, open Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk extra and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broadus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today.
0: While a player can look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeerdaler.com slash football. Back to the break.
1: All right. Now let's move on to Demarcus Lawrence. Big topic this week. He was issued the franchise tag Twenty point. 5 million dollars sounds pretty good but maybe not to the Marcus cuz he is trying to secure his his future and you know work into something else now there there's still time to negotiate a deal I believe until July 15th right. right and they can still get to that point but as it stand right now what do you think is going to happen here is he going to sign it? Could he miss OTAs? Could he hold out to kind of wait? Like, what's the status?
3: And there's another factor in there that we talked about yesterday that um, Derek and I, I, think are on different, you know, spectrums of this about what, what this means, but his, his shoulder surgery that he needs, he has a torn labrum he needs, Um, that that procedure done and he sounds like he's waiting on this
1: this is something i I, I, okay let me ask you real quick i read the report and this is something i don't really understand as to why wait on the surgery like if you need it you're gonna need it right
2: yeah but that's that's i think that's the point of what nick's getting at finish finish saying what you're saying let's see
3: if it answers her question i I just it sounds like and i and i haven't talked to, to demarcus about this or really talked to him at all um except for Chuck E. Cheese, but uh, he wasn't talking about it. <laughs> That's so random. Yeah, but uh, he he basically was saying that, you know, I mean, I, I think he's just saying, I can do this at my own time. I would like to get this thing done, but if this thing drags out, then I'll do it whenever the, 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 I sign the deal, and then that means he could miss part of the season, and they're paying $20.5 which is, right. I don't know, math, $1. $1.2, $1. $1.3 per game. Um and missing four or five games because of that. So it that's going to be real interesting to see. I think – I don't think there's being – I don't think there's a rift yet, but if, the longer he holds on that, I think it will be. Does I'm that...
2: worried. I'm worried personally yeah. I because I do think that and, – and I don't know that he is or is not using this as leverage, but I think he can. I think he can. And, and I do believe – I know there's some that believe it's not leverage. I do believe it's leverage because the way I look at it is – If you're him, you're sitting there and you're thinking, okay, well, basically in a scenario where, let's be honest, the CBA doesn't give players a whole lot of leverage in this situation, really none at all. Um, But the one piece that he has, it times up that he has an injury. So let's assume for a second that he says, okay, well, I'm not going to have the surgery until I get a long-term deal. All right, That that makes a situation where one of two things happen. Either the Cowboys get him a deal sooner so that he can go ahead and get the surgery so he can be ready for the season, or they wait up until the last minute and get a deal. Then he has to get the surgery or play with a bump shoulder for the rest of the year. Or they kick in, it gets past that deadline, and then it has to be either you sign the franchise tag mm-hmm. or nothing. And he says, Okay, I'll sign the franchise today, I'll go get the surgery tomorrow. So basically, you're gonna pay me the franchise tag for a year. For me to sit and do nothing because i'm gonna to have to rehab right? right and so for me i look at that and i'm like that gives him some leverage now you can you can grade it out and say how much leverage does he have does that then create you know bad will with the organization and deal with, in a situation where he wants them to actually give him a long-term deal and trust him he's the right kind of guy all those things are valid but i think in a scenario in a cba where there's very little leverage given to players mm-hmm. i think this does give him some and that worries me because I look at this right now, and I'm saying, man, this defense took so many steps ahead this year. I would hate to see anything happen that takes them backwards. And having that kind of guy as your primary pass rusher and the leader of, by the way, that defense— I just think there's a lot that can go wrong, so I'm hopeful that both these guys are just kind of they're having these conversations and really behind the scenes it's much more amicable than that and that he's not thinking about this as leverage Whoa. and the Cowboys are really in good faith trying to find a great deal and everybody wants to get to the bottom line and everybody's on the same page that we're going to pay you we just need to find all we need to fine-tune this to get it to the right dollar amount. If all that's happening, I love it
3: it's not If it's not that it's bothers not, though me. it's not happening because they offered him a low ball deal this week. And I say low ball because that's how you negotiate, right? That's, yeah. that's what And you, you have do. to work it. That's yeah. what you do. But why Why did you start it last week? Why not after the Rams game? You know you like them. You know you need them. You know. Why are we starting all this then, especially when there's a surgery? I think that's the biggest issue there.
2: right? Is that, and doesn't that beg the question, if that continues, you don't have a deadline until yeah. July. Right. problem with that is if he holds out on the sur- shoulder surgery, that means it affects your season and then right? he
1: starts getting frustrated and then yeah. that starts causing issues because now you're not very um how would you say this like w- well workable not workable but yeah negotiable yeah. in a way like oh. you, you know you start yeah. if I'm upset with you you take do, it
3: personal yeah. yeah
1: you you start oh. I thought you were going to go
3: another way with that which w- let's not forget you know what who the ringleader of the, the hot boys is
1: exactly were. Yeah. and
3: and and these were guys you- Oh, sorry. It was not William, but he's he's in there. He's not the ring. Oh, boy leader. William. Yeah. Now he's a member. He's a member. member, but he's not. He's not ring the leader. leader. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's the thing. You don't want those guys frustrated. You don't want the Antoine Woods and the Daniel Rosses and all that. Then our website's frustrated. If everyone, you know, I mean, so we've got a I That's a big deal, though. It's a big deal because because he w- meant so much to that locker room. Yeah. And
1: and without him. This would not be the same. Even with what happened last year, this whole hot boys thing or defense, it would just not be the same without him. I right.
3: honestly think he's more valuable than just a player. Right. He is more than yeah. just a defensive. Okay. End. That that's being said, and this is what I hope he understands, and I think he does. And this, we're just kind of speculating yeah. on stuff we don't know a lot about. But you know i I think that would you say that he is an elite pass rusher? Your hesitation would, makes no, win. no, but, but it
2: depends because that's all. That's a classification. Is he, a top is he five Khalil
3: pass rusher?
2: Top In five? my opinion, yes.
3: Yeah, I, I don't think so. he yeah. is. A I don't top. think he's
2: Khalil Mack, but I think that there's probably two or three guys that are yeah. above
3: everybody else. See, I don't, I don't think he is an elite pass rusher. I didn't say defensive end. I just meant pass rusher off the edge. I, I don't know if he is I think he's really really good but the other things the leadership the run stopping ability the 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 stuff that he does as a player he he is he is a valuable valuable player Okay so let me turn that all I'm saying is is don't I'd hate for him to play that game I'm not I'm holding now I'm have surgery later I'm miss six games because that changes it might not change a lot for this year but it's going to change his next contract.
2: So when you ask that question, is he an elite pass rusher? Outside of Khalil Mack, is there anybody better than him? Well, I mean, Von Miller is better than him. Okay. That's uh, so what I'm asking. I'm asking. Give me some names. Quantify Clowny this better. for me a little bit.
3: I wouldn't say Clowney's better, but that's my opinion. I mean, I. is Frank Clark better? You know, again, they don't do everything. I, and, again, I just said pass rusher because that's – what you're paying for, but but w- w- really what I'm trying to say is what makes DeMarcus Lawrence one of the five best defensive ends in the in the league is the, the total package. Right, I get you. The total package of I, I'm going to stop the run, I'm going to be here, I'm going to play through injury, which he did last yep. year, I'm going to be the leader, I'm going to sign my tender right when it's – I'm not going to do what the guy and I'm going to lead the right way too because yeah.
2: that's the thing. That's a big
3: key. So all I'm saying is, is if you start going down that road of – nah, I'm going to do things kind of for me, then the overall package of what this guy is and what he brings to the locker room might change a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And even
1: outside the field and the locker room stuff, even just being on the field... Even if he doesn't get to the quarterback, he's not recording those sacks. I mean, that opens up opportunities for the other guys on the line. And that's why you've seen so much success in this line. I believe so. And, and he makes everyone there better. And
3: one of those guys is facing a suspension. And Randy Gregory on the other side. So yeah. I, I don't know if and that's... That, that...
2: I think that has a way of affecting this whole negotiation as well. Because he probably looks at that as a little bit more leverage for himself as well.
3: I think, I think tight end has changed over the last week to defensive end of... Before Witten, I'm like, you better go get you a tight end in this draft. Now it's like, you don't have to go get one. Um, Defensive end, I think it's, you, you better go get a defensive end in this draft. I really think you need you need to. You can't count on Gregory at all. You know this. You just can't. Well, that didn't change, though. Like, no, but so, you should
2: have known that last year. Okay. Like, and that's not I'm about not, him. That's just where he is I'm right not, now. You can't trust the I'm fact that finished. there's not going to. Okay. I'm
3: not finished because I, all I'm saying is his taco's not reliable. You can't count on him after two okay. years. Dorrance Armstrong did not show you enough his first year that you're like, wow, what a play. He's our guy. We're going with him. Yeah. Doesn't mean he's not going to develop, but, you know, and then. He
1: has potential at Yeah, least. He, yeah. I like yeah.
3: him, but I'm just saying. There's there's a spot there, and really, truth be told, if Taco was playing really well and Gregory wasn't facing any suspensions and Dorrance Armstrong did look pretty good and Demarcus Lawrence was gonna be fine and that badass defensive end sitting there in the third round for some reason, you'd still kind of yeah still do. But it.
2: not only that, but this goes back to what you said about tight end as well. You take your pick at the toward the back end of the second round and use it on a defensive end pass rusher. The chances that that guy is going to be good enough to be better than guys that have been here for a year or more next year, mm-hmm. relatively small.
3: So, is there a position where that's
2: not the case? No, and that's my, but that's my point, and that's that's where I say I don't know that you going that makes it to guard. where hey we gotta yeah,
3: well, uh-huh. guard, he's not gonna be better than Connor Williams like fifty eight.
2: Well, that was a problem with Connor Williams; he needed a year right to kind of get there. But there have been other guards that we've seen that you know guard and safety because of how late. They draft the best one. Yeah. Sometimes you can get those guys to be a lot better early on. But I, I personally believe that you're kind of saying it's the same thing as what you said about tight end. I think you know when you look at defensive end, because of where you're drafting, I don't think you're going to get somebody that's going to be a consequential player no. next year specifically. And if that's the case, then you look at it and you say they may not beat out uh, a Taco. They may not beat out a Dorrance Armstrong next year. True. Those guys may be better. Those guys may be better. Uh, at least for next year, and then you see what, what happens beyond that, you know?
1: Yeah. Now, you hit on Randy Gregory, and I wanted just to get into that topic a little bit. David Irving, again, Thank suspension. You for your I, services. I think the Cowboys have moved on. They, they've they yeah. shown how they are, you yeah. know, his, their feelings towards yeah. him. Bye. Bye. Randy Gregory, on the other hand, it's a different story. We mm. know the history with him. He's now, once again, suspended. We don't know the exact time or any— Specific details on that, but according to Jerry Jones, they they seem to be very supportive and and backing him up a lot. Do you guys have any issues with how the Cowboys are kind of handling this situation as far as, you know... I'm trying to find a nice well, way I, uh, to put it. Cause I, don't I
3: don't think anybody really understands what, what all is happening because, you know, behind closed doors and everything that, that he's being asked to do. And, 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 and by the league, by the way. By the league, league and all that. So, and, and then what, what, you know, and I know Brian can talk about this uh, a little bit more too, but uh, not to put you on the spot, but I mean, being at the It's Com- criminal.
4: I, it's criminal what the league is asking him to do. It really is.
3: That's the way to jump into the show. I mean, <laughs> I mean I with, in show. lead
4: with the lead,
2: right? I yeah. thought you said-
3: <laughs> for a second, I thought you were calling
1: him a criminal. No, I'm it's, like, Whoa. It's criminal
4: what the league is asking him to do, and I'll probably get fired for saying that, but it's true. And, you know, they're not helping Randy Gregory. Randy Gregory. And you're pretty, talking about the league, right? I'm talking about the league. Gotcha. You know, when him having to fly to do this and fly to do that and take 10 tests and do this and do this, you know, he, I think Randy Gregory did his absolute best. Randy Gregory, though, has a sickness, Okay, You're not helping his sickness by taking him away from any type of help he can get. His family is in that locker room. His family is on that football field. His family is his support staff. Is it a problem with the relapse? Yeah, it is. But he's not alone in relapse. He's not the only person that's ever relapsed. But what the league has asked him to do as a player to maintain his eligibility is criminal.
1: Now, could this have been something that he didn't necessarily... Take some drugs and fail the test, but just maybe missed we don't the know. test. We don't well, what, what
2: we possibly, do know, well, here's possibly. what we do know. Right. Yeah. yeah. Here's what we
1: do. So know. maybe it's not to the point where he actually relapsed in that.
2: Right. Yes. What we what it. we do know is according to the league policy that if you don't take a test that you're scheduled to you take, it's like a failed fail. test. Yeah. So although we may not know the exact circumstance for him in this situation, we know that that is a possibility. Yes. So so yes, all those things are possibilities here. When you say. He is in trouble with the league again. He could have not taken a single drug at this point, and it could have been something. Else. I'm not saying one yeah, way or yeah. the other, but I'm just saying it, that is definitely a possibility. Which is maybe right. why
1: right. Uh, Jason Garrett, Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones—they're exactly. backing it's not him black up and white so on this much.
3: One. Yeah, it's yeah. not black and white on this. But Absolutely, you have to control what you can control as a right. team. And like I just said, that now going into the draft, and I know that you're you're not you know you're 58, but. That's my number one priority now is defensive end. I'm not saying you have to go at 58, but my number one priority would be getting a defensive end. And it's not just because of Gregory, it's because Taco hasn't done anything. I Dorance,
4: please read our report we wrote about him yesterday. Taco? Yeah, we
3: wrote about Taco, right? Yeah.
4: Yeah, read about all that. That's yeah. kind of where I mean, he's that's the one guy that has been drafted that you kind of go, "Geez, what happened there?" You know, and it's, there's still time. There's still time. I mean, he started off I thought pretty well. In training camp, yeah. get the Giants game week two, gets a sack. You're kind of like, oh, he's part of the rotation. Here we go, yeah. And then he misses five games because of a shoulder injury, which he had fixed. You know, now that's the big unknown. That You know, and, and Nick's not wrong there. I would argue with him, too. Double dip this thing. Go defensive tackle. Go defensive yeah. end. You know, if you saw what happened to this team in December in Indianapolis, mm-hmm. in Los Angeles. Yep. You guys were all there. I was sitting in a beautiful studio here at the Star. But that you saw what happened. You got beat up a little bit up front. You, you know, the human log was playing with a hurt. You know, he was hurt and he got his shoulder fixed and all that. But you need more help there. Him, Collins, those guys, they didn't have enough depth at that position. They got away with it all year because you had Leighton Vanderesh Esch and you had Jalen Smith playing inside. That helped them kind of to control the run a little bit, mm-hmm. and then with a box player occasionally. But they've got to get better. Nick's not wrong there. If it's defensive end, if it's defensive tackle. I have absolutely no problem. Rod Marinelli and them spent a lot of time at the Combine with these guys. But what's Marinelli going to do? You know, I'm going to coach the orphans. I kind of like the young guys here. Kind of like, you know, and I I love Rod Marinelli. But gosh, Rob, stand on the table and bang out for these guys to fight and get defensive line help for yourself. You're a great coach. Go out there and get yourself some help. Make make, uh, Kellen Moore uncomfortable. They happen to argue for offensive players. That's that's your job right
2: now. And you know better than anybody else. And I'll I'll let Amber take this to break before your answer. But this draft seems like it's so heavy on defensive it tackle. Is. Nick's that, right that there Nick's are right. going to be guys available to you in the second and third round that are quality.
4: Absolutely, players. and again, the Cowboys spent a lot of time. You know, I know they spent an hour with this Zach Allen, who's a defensive end from uh, Boston College, kind of a clone, a taller clone of tra- of uh, Tyron Crawford. Guy could play the end, can play tackle. You know, we watched him. We covered him at the Senior Bowl. He played good as a, actually as a three technique. So. Looking for a guy with a little flexibility there. Nice.
1: Now, Brian Browdes was able to attend the combine like every year and be there one, yeah. watching <laughs> like a creeper, but obser- <laughs> observing all these players. He's going to tell She's us not who wrong. stood out in- <laughs> during this combine after the draft.
0: experience one for yourself visit myjohndeerdealer.com slash football Brian us.
2: me, Brian us back to the break. What was that? Wow, is that a new Awesome. Do you use that as a lead-in for something else you do? <laughs> what was that? What?
4: what did what... you not hear it? No, I'm sorry. I had my headphone off. One more time, uh, okay. Kit, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: my
1: Broadus. God. Rock me, brought Me,
2: Brian us.
1: <laughs> okay, <laughs> I do not feel comfortable. This is very inappropriate.
3: Brian says, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you know what
1: else is this is inappropriate. You know
3: what else is inappropriate and and makes Falco uncomfortable? Rock me, Rock me. You know
4: what song that was that was Rock Me All My Dance. Yeah, from yeah. Falco I think is, the, is that Falco? I think so. Yeah. That might have been his only one.
3: Yeah.
1: Tell me about inappropriateness.
3: Inappropriateness <laughs> and and uncomfortable. You lead the is, league is, in that is when you like you does. Is, Adjust, make adjustments down south. You know, making yeah. wedgies mm-hmm. and stuff yeah. like yeah, that. You problem. know, it's the off season. Never good. Off season is a time for trades, which mm-hmm. you know sometimes you can make one in the middle of the year at Cooper, but you can also make trades in the off season. Time to trade in your old tidy whitey underwear and get Tommy John. TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. Get twenty percent off your first order. Tommy John, the leader in underwear.
1: Okay. First round pick. <laughs> Thank Tommy you. John. Nick. <laughs> Well, after that intro for Brian Brutus, uh I hope the report you got for us is good. What do you want to know? Tell me about some of the guys that stood out. Obviously according uh that would be fitting for the Cowboys and a possible um, prospect. Yeah, I think what you, I, I
4: think what for. you have to do is you have to look at the you have to look at where you're at in the draft. Of course you don't have a first round pick. Now again, Jerry Jones, we've seen you know, him kind of do some magical things, What's he might give up, you know, his 58 and his next year's one and try and get back in the back end of this thing. But I think you're looking at guys in this draft like a Jalen Ferguson, you know, from Louisiana Tech, a DeAndre Walker from Georgia, if you're talking about defensive ends, maybe the LJ Collier from TCU. Those are the kinds of guys you're looking at. Anthony Nelson, I mentioned Zach Allen. You know, these are guys that are all defensive ends that could potentially slide to you at fifty eight. All really good players. You're not gonna have a crack though, I think, at a guys like Montez Sweat. If we all know Montez Sweat, Mississippi State, was two hundred and sixty pounds, ran, you know, four four one or four four two. It was incredible. But they there's probably excuse me, there's probably six, seven first round defensive ends in this draft. It'd be kind of a nice draft to have a first round pick if you're looking for one of those top guys. But uh, where the Cowboys are looking, there's going to be a second-round guy with legitimate grades there that they're going to have an opportunity to grab. And I mentioned those guys again, Collier and Ferguson, Walker, those types of guys. Allen was another one. Like
1: every year, we always end up coming up with two names that we're, we're excited for, like hoping that the Cowboys grab could you give us two of the names that you're excited for right now? Well, all
4: the guys that I mentioned, I think would be would come in and and you you start thinking about okay, well, how would they compete? Would they immediately be part of the rotation? I think any one of those guys that I mentioned, like I say, DeAndre Walker, I really liked him. He's more of a kind of a he's a stand up plays like a stand up linebacker in in a, at Georgia. But you'll see him put his hand down and rush the passer. He plays the run well. He can extend on people. Ferguson is a guy that's you know 6'4", 260 pounds. He could also you know he's got length to him. He's kind of like the guy that Rod Marinelli would like. I, I'm you know I mentioned also that Zach Allen that he could play the that he could play the defensive end spot, probably play left defensive end really well for you, and then kick inside and play some of the three technique of the under tackle. Any one of those guys would be would be you know you're you're trying to find guys that could come in and rotate you could maybe find a, a potential starter out of that i think guys like a guy like ferguson collier walker i think those are your potential starters with allen uh, you know uh kind of led better another guy from georgia being like the backup type guys if you're looking for rotational players
1: right
3: who's the um i'm gonna flip it to the offensive side of the ball uh, even though i know defensive line is is important but number four for georgia
4: Receiver? Hardman.
3: Hardeman? Yeah. Hardeman. Yeah. Where's he, he where's he getting drafted? Well, you
4: know, he's a guy that people have kind of talked about. There's you know, Cole Beasley, and I know um we've talked about Cole Beasley's you had a tweet the other day, I believe. I
3: don't think we've
2: even hit the Cole Oh, he's Beasley's been tweeting stuff. a lot today. Cole Beasley oh, today. Cole he's, Beasley he's was, was talking day. about
4: that that, yeah, he's that rolling these day. like like that slot receivers grow in trees. Don't grow in trees or grow in trees. Yeah. In this draft, yeah, uh, you know, you, look, you talk about they're <laughs> kind of growing. They're growing. It, it's kind of like it's you're kind of looking up at the tree and go, wow, okay, I'll take the kid from South Carolina. I'll take that kid from Clemson. Hey, by the way, where's that kid from Georgia? Where's he fit? You know, I mean, that's kind of where I think when you talk about guys like Samuel from South Carolina, you know, Hardman is from Georgia. He's a guy that's a little bit of an undersized guy, so he'll you'll be very familiar with. Uh, how he looks, style Cole Beasley. This guy's a legitimate track guy. He's a four yeah. three guy. You watch him play; he can actually make plays down the field. Well, that's my that, question. How many yeah. of
2: these guys that I you're can. seeing as as? Andy Isabella was is
4: another guy that ran really well. Andy Isabella from uh, UMass, University of Massachusetts, ran really well, really well at the combine. Four three one was his time. He was he was tied for the fastest time at the combine. Uh, you know, with uh, with my guy from Ohio State, Paris Campbell. Yeah. When you start looking at
2: these guys, how many of these guys, and I even think about this in free agency because if it's – Thank you my, guys for having the my dec- show today, by the way. If it's yeah. my decision, <laughs> I, and I'm going with a veteran guy, yeah. I would look at a guy like Golden Tate before Cole I, Beasley, mainly because he can play inside and outside. How many of those guys coming out of college that you think, look at as slot guys can also play outside? Because to me, that's the kind of guy I would I want.
4: think the best guy at that would be with uh, Debo Samuel from uh, from South Carolina. I love the name Debo. It's yeah, and, name. He's, and, and you watch him play, and he he clearly can make plays inside and out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll tell you, guy, your guy, little Jordan Humphrey, can be he's a guy. Uh, let me tell you this, though. Where do big tight ends play? Where do big tight ends or those athletic tight ends, where do they usually line him up? In tight, like off oh, the ball? Or in the slot? Oh. Yeah, yeah. Does he run any slower than one of these? Does he run no. slower? I mean, that's well, what I'm saying. He's a 4 the world, he's know, a, yeah. he's a four seven five guy. Yeah. Okay, but I'm if like you. 4 7?
2: Yeah, he ran. Four, I was. He, plays kind faster of, he's than a, he four. does play faster than that.
4: That's what I'm saying. You watch his tape. Is he any worse off? Than what when, than lining Jarwin up outside or, lo, or, or lining Swaim up outside or
3: Noah Brown if you're going go to Noah
4: Brown exactly yeah. if yeah. you're going to put a big guy in a slot give me a big guy that can knows how to how to how to separate how to catch the football how to play past the sticks play vertical. how to play vertical yeah. yeah he he's not your traditional oh I could eat peanuts off the top of his head guy yeah. this is a taller man this yeah. is what big you know <laughs> this is where you want it this is where you want to sit there and look at you know, it, you know. Don't don't get fooled. This is where we get in trouble. We fall in love with the measurables. We fall in love with he can't do this. He can't do this. He can't. You know, always oh, too slow. Too. If you watch Humphrey play and you watch every single Texas game and you live and die on plays he makes, mm-hmm. you and live he made it, a lot of, them. and he makes a ton of them. Yep. So I think that you, if you, you know, there, there's. It's not always the small little guy that plays inside, even though that's what we've grown accustomed to. Mm-hmm kind of have an idea of where bigger players Well,
1: we've can, seen when being small it's a problem. Right. Well, frankly, yeah. frankly yeah.
4: he was the best. He was actually
2: the most consistent playmaker they had on the team last year. Yeah. Colin Yeah, Colin Johnson was good, but he wasn't as I, I, consistent. I love Colin he Johnson. He wasn't as consistent yeah. as L.J. Yeah,
4: I love Colin Johnson. At, or
2: LeJones is my
3: I think one of the issues that Beasley, he actually benefited from over, you know, his career here is the fact that Des Bryant did not play in the slot. Because if Dez was really playing like, and he got taken out of games at times. Mm-hmm. If Des was really a, a complete, complete tight end like the Julio Jones and all those guys, he receiver. would line them up all over the place. What'd I say? You said tight end. Tight. I'm sorry. Yeah. Deep uh, wide receiver. He would like like they're going to do with Amari Cooper. You know, line him up. But when right. what when you do line up a guy in the slot, then where does Beasley go? Off right. the field, or he, he's not going to go to the outside. And that's
2: why you, whoever you put in that spot needs to be got to right. go inside well, or out. I think, so, you have that flexibility. He'll never say. There's it. your I
4: Golden think, Tate argument,
2: right? I right. Think he exactly admitted. right. I, yeah.
3: I think he'll never admit it, but I think he benefited from the fact that Dez was kind of limited in where he could play. So, yeah. therefore, he got to play on the slot a lot more because you, you got to get Cooper where, you know, the best matchup, but you don't want to take that guy off the field. So, yeah. Yep. You're absolutely right. Tate, I, you know, again,
4: there's there's plenty of guys in this, in this draft. I mean, I mentioned Andy Isabella, you know, uh, Penny Hart didn't go to the combine. But he's you know West uh, he's a Georgia State and you know you watch you watch him play I mean the guy makes a ton of plays so don't feel like that you can't and I again I gave you little bitty guys and I gave you a really big guy Mm -hmm. you know you could find slot players the fact that they're even tinkering with putting Cooper inside tells you all you need to know that they feel like okay we'll we'll do whatever we have to do to make sure we work out slot you got Jason Witten now too to catch underneath stuff yeah I mean that's your hope Yeah. yeah that helps yep.
1: Well, after mentioning Cole Beasley and you brought up one of the tweets, some of the things he tweeted was basically asking or saying to one of the fans, 20 million guaranteed. And after hearing that and kind of seeing where the Cowboys are starting to transition into as far as the wide receiver position, is it fair to say that they have definitely moved on? No, no, no. Well, no, not not yet. 20
2: million is what he's saying. That doesn't mean somebody out there is willing to pay him 20 million guaranteed. So you know, no. it may all come back to the come back to a point to where the Cowboys are like, "Okay, this number we can do. We can't do 20, but this is a number we can." He's should. a
4: mercenary. He's going to go wherever the highest money. Right. So yeah. if it's at the Jets, you know, I heard a couple of teams. The Jets were a team I, I heard was mentioned as far as the destination for him. But you got to think about
2: but how. I he, think
1: he can find. He can definitely find some a team see, that will take him. Yeah, no,
2: but,
4: but, but how but much remember, is in? You think there's a team out there that's going to pay him twenty million guaranteed? Remember, we thought about Terrence
2: Williams. I could see
1: it happen. Remember, we thought God, Terrence
4: Williams was going to get paid. He really didn't get paid. Right. right? He really didn't. I mean, every time you think, "Oh, that guy's going to get paid." He might come with a hat and hat, hat in hand deal. I think that Cole Beasley's looking at $20 million. I think he's looking for a 9 to $10 million signing bonus. And then, okay, make my salary $1 million. And then, okay, in the second year, make it $8 million more. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's what he's trying to do. I don't think he's trying to say, okay, give it to me all up. Well, he wants it all up front in the form of a signing bonus. He'll take less base to make this work. That's but, where somebody's going to have to be creative. With. But that's my yeah.
2: problem with it is if you're saying $20 million guaranteed, I look at Cole Beasley if I'm somebody outside of this organization, yeah. and I say, I don't really know what I'm getting. Do I want to guarantee him, even if we put it, kind of mix it up like that over, yeah. over a couple of years – do I want to guarantee this guy twenty million because I really don't know what I'm getting?
4: Well, this, this is going to sound terrible. I would guarantee Earl Thomas twenty million dollars before too. I guarantee Cole Beasley <laughs> yeah. twenty million dollars. Yeah,
3: no doubt about it. And right. the wild card to, to all this is is what the offense is going to look like. You know what what and I I think it factored in Jason Witten coming back. I, I think that um you know they see what what they what they think. Kellen Moore is going to do and and how he's going to be able to factor in here. But but would you say uh, I'm going to go off topic a little bit with Beasley still, but do you think he's a Dallas Cowboy right now? Like doesn't matter where he goes after this, like he will always be a Dallas Cowboy? Or does I he have a, still so. enough years that he could finish It depends so. on
2: what he does cuz if he right. goes somewhere and just has one blow up year He's no longer just a Dallas Cowboy. Right. I,
3: I just think some of these players, and Beasley's a, a good example, a fan favorite type of guy, and this isn't really my idea. It was brought to me yesterday, and it makes a lot of sense. These guys do need to realize that, yeah, there may be a little bit more money over here right now, but in the course of 20 years, 30 years, Dallas I mean, look at some of these guys that are still doing stuff, still getting paid to do different things because they are Dallas Cowboys. hmm you know, it it doesn't just end when you're you're We're doing our playing. pre and post game shows, right? And so I, <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. I mean, that's that's, that's the thing. True. There's <laughs> a lot of
2: opportunities. That's true. With being
3: a Dallas, a <laughs> lifetime or a yeah. long term Dallas term, long-term, Yeah, and and that's why I asked. Is he still? He's been here, you know, a few years. I think he's a mercenary myself. Yeah, he he's it, going for the money. You know, there's
4: people will still remind well, you he that has he has
1: three kids. Yeah, they're all babies, basically. Yeah,
4: he, there are people that remind you that he quit on you, though. There are people to remind you that he yeah. quit. You know that he had to be asked to come back. You know, and, and uh, there's people that still haven't forgotten that. You know, and he just he quit on the team.
3: One of the guys that was really upset by that Jason also Witt? quit on the team too. Yeah, did he? I mean, I, I hate to say it, but he did. He that was a little different, though. I think.
2: I mean you had this conversation. Yeah, I think it's a little bit different just because they weren't sitting at training camp and then all of a sudden he was like, I'm going home. Like, that's
3: different. True. That's but different. He waited until the draft. I mean, you know, yeah, it's, uh, it's okay. Still, okay. But he also said in his in his little press conference or where his little statement this team is really good and it has a chance to do something, and I want to be a part of it. He wasn't thinking that, but back then he wasn't. Well, I love Jason no, Wittmann. I'm just was, saying, you're right.
2: he, you're right, that's a part of it, but Man, I think just being also, honest, you're being no, no no, of it? no, 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 I think that's actually and I, yeah. I said the same thing last week yeah. if you remember when we had the show, yeah. I said the same thing. Yeah. I do believe though that I think, you know, at least part of this, he still wants to at the time, he probably looked at that and said, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity to be able to go and call games on ESPN. Like It is. A that's not That is not a situation where if I pass it up now, I'll get back to it next year. Like, so I think it was one of those situations where he probably said, Those things are all factors, absolutely. Right. But I think part of it also was, I got this one time shot. Man, I really just want to see. I just you know want what? To see if this is something that maybe 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 should have saw it through. I just, maybe should
4: saw it through. Time
3: out, maybe. though, because you, I I understand with what you're saying about this is a one time shot to go to Monday night football and all that, but that's not what his goal was. Is his goal has always do is been to do what? Coach win a Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. Yeah, win a Super Bowl. Yes. And he, no, hold on. If he really thought that this football team going into 2018 was a foot a uh, Super Bowl winning team, he wouldn't have worried about that shot. Other than the fact that he wouldn't have no, no, no. It.
2: other than the fact that if he were really, really good at it, that could have been his next twenty, twenty-five years. Because you look at somebody like John Madden. John Madden made a career. He was a Hall of Fame. I mean, he is a Hall of Fame coach. They know him more he for made a, Exactly, than he they made a career him, yeah. out of broadcasting. So if Jason had an opportunity, and neither one, one of shot. them shot number
3: one, right? Madden's uh, the game is number one,
2: right? But if he had a shot in one year to be able to jump to a top job. In that profession, to see, man, am I good enough but, to maybe be on. that next John Madden? Then, yeah, you gotta have to think about but, it but, for but, the sake it, of your family. You gotta
3: think about if it. But if you're saying that that would have happened if they <laughs> would have been 13 and three and they just missed out on the play on on the Super Bowl, and you're saying Monday Night Football, oh, he call? pushed in.
4: He pushed in at 13 and three. He backed that quarterback. No, I, he, not, he, no he, I he get left all that. Friend. I get all, he all goes, that. Bye, Tony. It might have been a tougher Bye. decision, but he still would have <laughs> had to factor in.
2: This is a once in a lifetime shot. You know you got a family. Sometimes you make decisions because you look at the long term for your family and you say, "Man, this really gives my family an opportunity to be set up for generations more than where I have them right now." Like, I I I just think that that's that's a part of the equation. I think the
1: opportunity would have presented itself again. If if, I I don't know about that, something maybe not not that specific. I don't know about that.
4: I no. got to go. I got to right.
1: go. Bye, Brian. Hey, right.
4: yeah, thank you for having me. I got I'm sorry I had to go. Uh, check out we Amber and I at 3.30 today. Periscope. We'll, we'll dive into more of this stuff. See you. Boom,
1: yeah. boom, boom, boom. Well.
4: <laughs> oh. hey, you might want to leave Don't that safe, Brian.
1: <laughs> well, we're basically done with the we're show. Done. But yeah. but I was going to say, there there are more opportunities that would have presented themselves yeah. once he officially retired. And, you know, he realized that that wasn't his path. Right. That year, he got a lot of criticism. Yeah. Well,
2: he learned, I think he learned everyone. really quickly that, or at least in that year, he learned that that may not be the thing that, that will give him that 20, 25 year career beyond football. It may now, now he may be solely in the, the boat of. I'm going to be a coach because broadcast may not be the thing yeah. that – and it, it may not even be about his success because I think if he'd have given it more time and worked at it, it's one of the reasons why I thought it's hard to put him in that situation of yeah. being a, on the top, one of the most high-profile shows rather than letting him kind of work his way up. I think if he'd had another year or two to really hone his skills, I think he could have actually gotten to be pretty good yeah. at it.
3: But then, but then again, he's not leaving a football team to go – to go, you know. Yeah. cover Purdue in, and yeah. in Indiana and you know that's exactly right. on Saturday. That is an opportunity that will come back around. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's an opportunity I think he's that's pretty good around. honestly. I I he, he's not he's not polished yet. I think what really hurt him is is that we saw another guy jump right into the t- to the spotlight and he and was phenomenal. Up. Yeah. Right. And it was like, oh, so why isn't he phenomenal like And that? by the way, a guy that he's linked to, yeah. a guy that's his boy, right? So, yeah. And
1: different personalities. You see, Jason, you would not imagine him doing that kind of job and like talking like that in front of the camera. It's like some people have the personality for it, some others, it just doesn't come as natural, like for Tony Romo, who has been successful so far. All right. Well, that is all the time we have for today. Thank you guys for joining us once again. We'll be back next Wednesday at 11 a.m. with another show. Hopefully Dave will maybe, join maybe us. Maybe Dave will he, join us this time. I don't know. He, he's going pretty wild I'll out there well. in New Orleans. Right. Don't know. <laughs> All right. We'll find out. But thank you so much for Nikki Mint, Derek Eagleton, Amber Garcia. This has been The Break on DallasCowboys.com Radio. Radio.
0: This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about you, Cowboys? Yeah!